Hello, it's Darren here from Tier Medals. We've already learnt a lot about the history of British military awards from medal expert Mark Smith. Mark told us last time about the formation of the Royal Air Force and the introduction of the Distinguished Flying Cross. We also learn why a deserving person might miss out on a medal. For men, it might have been hard to qualify for awards, but for women, it had been impossible. So now, we're looking into when all that changed. The first females that you will find on the battlefields, really, are nurses. The nursing services were fairly rudimentary in the 19th century. It was a hard world if you were wounded. It really was about you getting yourself off the battlefield or your friends helping you back to the surgeon who was pretty much going to amputate something. And it was a grim process and many people die. The first nurses that we probably are aware of as a general populace would be the nurses of Florence Nightingale and Florence Nightingale herself. And they were involved with the Crimean War, 1854 to 56. And we will recognise Florence Nightingale as the lady with the lamp at the hospital at Scutari. Now, Scutari is a very, very, very long way away from the battlefield. It's a ship voyage to get you to the hospital. And there weren't any real medics on the ships that were there to necessarily help you. The officers could pay to be helped, but other ranks, no. So just your muckers helping out. And they're all wounded as well. So when they arrived at the hospital, they were in an awful state. And it was Florence Nightingale and her nurses who tended to them. And we all understand that that's what Florence Nightingale did. Now, all of the British soldiers, the French soldiers who were fighting with us, all received a campaign medal with various clasps, Alma, Inkerman, Balaclava, Sevastopol. There's another very rare one called Azov for the Royal Navy. But there was the campaign medal. And the nurses were there, away away from the battlefield, but they were definitely part of the battle. And Queen Victoria said, no, they can't have any medals. They're women. No. And none of them were issued any medals. Now that seems rather unfair in the world that we live in, but Queen Victoria was very adamant that no woman would be awarded a medal. 1880, the British forces were fighting in Egypt. If you watch Dad's army, Corporal Jones, bless him, the first medal ribbon he wears is white and blue stripes, and that is the medal for Egypt. 1880. There were nurses there and the medals were issued to men again as a medal but with the clasp for the battle. I think there were 11 nurses. I think there were 11 and they were the first ones to be issued with a campaign medal but no clasps. Queen Victoria said no just the medal. There were then some nurses who had fought in the Zulu War of 1877-79 and they were also given their Zulu medals, but I think there's only seven of them that got a medal. And again, no clasps. The nurses now become more of a part of the world. There are no fighting soldiers who are females at this time. They are really only the nurses. And we get to the Boer War. 
The men have the opportunity, I think, of 29 different battle clasps. The nurses were awarded their medals with no clasps. The First World War comes. There are lots of people now joining and beginning to go out to France. One of the first campaign medals that are issued to the British forces for the men is the 1914 star. So this is for men who went out to France between the 5th of August 1914 and the 22nd of November 1914. And if they physically came under gunfire, they were given a little clasp that says those dates to sew on the ribbon. That's the first time that we have parity with the nurses. So those nurses that went out between that period and did come under gunfire, they have an opportunity to win the medal and the clasp. So that's the first time we do it. The First World War changes everything for the way that we treat female members of the armed forces in that they become entitled to exactly the same amount of medals. Officers, their first tier of gallantry was the military cross. For other ranks, the first tier of gallantry award is the military medal. And that was awarded to nurses in the First World War who were under fire and they won a gallantry award. And that has continued ever since. To not denigrate in any way from the way that women work with the British forces, the problem that ladies have with gallantry awards is, until very recent times, they never got close enough to the enemy to actually be awarded a medal. And that's the problem. If you imagine, a military medal for the First World War. I mean, it can be won in a trench with a bayonet. Our ladies never got that close. So the award of medals was limited. Because of opportunity. Because of opportunity and literally just physical presence on a battlefield. There was one instance in 1918 when the Germans bombed an airfield, a Royal Air Force airfield now, because it was after the 1st of April and they missed the airfield and they hit the hospital next door. Two airmen ran over to the hospital and tried to rescue wounded soldiers from the burning buildings and so did two nurses and all four of them were awarded the military medal. Now they were airmen, Royal Air Force, but they got a military medal because they were on the ground. <laughs> so they weren't fighting in the air, they were fighting the enemy on land. But the ladies were also awarded exactly the same medal, two military medals. And when in more modern times, when there are opportunities starting to change, yeah. when do we start to see those women you know, face to face with the enemy? I think really we're looking at the most modern conflicts that we have gone through. Northern Ireland springs to mind because there were quite a considerable female presence in Northern Ireland. Not so much the Falklands, because again, that was a more, there were nurses, I'm not denigrating this in there, but it was a more male orientated conflict that saw male soldiers closer to the enemy again. But then we move to the Iraq and Afghanistan period where we've seen most of the century that we're in now with troops on the ground. And this is where females have become much more integrated. And since those first nurses of Florence Nightingale, whatever job our females are now doing, the opportunity, as we've said, has become greater because they have become closer 
to the combat zone because of now the jobs that they can do. So now they can fly helicopters, they can go out on patrols, which is something, honestly, that we never set a task for women to do before. So now the medal structure is still the same. Since 1916, King George V changed the statute and allowed women to win the Victoria Cross. So now they have the whole gamut of every award that we have in this country is open to them. And rightly or wrongly, and I don't mean that in the wrong way, but now they have that opportunity to get that close to the enemy. Next time, we'll hear about the fabulous men and their flying machines. When Mark shares the story of his favourite Flying Cross recipients. And it's a real family affair. If you enjoy more tea and you've enjoyed hearing the stories of medal recipients, please leave us a review and share it with your mates. Thank you.